Welcome back to another episode of The Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And Jack, you go to an office now? I do, yeah. Uh, it's a hybrid model, as they say. Um, and I, I got to tell you something. First couple of days, waking up, having to like brush my teeth at a certain time and maybe not shower, but, you know, be cleanly enough to, uh, to go into the office at a certain time. I wasn't into it. Now that I'm doing it, it's much better. It's so much better not like sitting in my room, staring at my unmade bed, like giving myself reasons not to go back into bed. You know what I mean? Uh, once I'm here, I'm here. Like I said, we had a little uh, uh, record, not miscommunication, but we were our, neither of us had anything to do for the last hour. And neither of us thought to check in with the other. So instead of like what I would be doing at home is laying down, watching YouTube here, I was able to like do Jack Ferris administrative stuff. You know what I mean? So it was good. What's the number one thing I, um, I'll go first. I canceled a Microsoft subscription today that I've been trying to cancel for so long. And that was like, it had been haunting me for so long. That's the, the thing I'm most proud of doing productive today. What's the most thing, what's that, the thing what's you're most that? proud of, the Jack Ferris administrative thing you're move, most proud of today. Move of the day. Yeah. Wait, wait, what did that save you a month, that move you just made? $9.99. Oh, okay. That's. It's worth it. I don't need that, the subscription anymore. Um, what did I do? Well, <laughs> I did get an email today from hold on this is going to take a second but it's worth it okay let me tell uh, you this was cause for concern this email that i got but i want to read it to you guys and people can collectively say if action is needed should i tell a story while you look for it or how fast can you pull up this email um i think i can do it right here what time was it it was this morning at oh yeah oh no that's calm <laughs> Sorry, Calm. I'm not going to renew my membership. Calm, by the way, is an excellent app if you're looking for like a hell of a free trial, Calm is. You are fully becoming a member of Gen Z because Gen Z is big on the Calm app and Gen Z is big on watching. You said earlier you would just be at home watching YouTube. Like you didn't yeah. say TV. You said YouTube. You're fully Gen Z in I'm that sense. I'm a YouTube sense. guy. Yeah. Um, so you're so in- much good YouTube content. Out I, but I don't want to like start recommending YouTube videos or channels on here because people will roll their eyes at me and I I'm self-aware, but sooner or later, people are going to be as into YouTube as I am and, and you'll be happy for it. It's like, okay, it's not how you can spend sidetrack off a sidetrack here. You know how you can spend 35, 40 minutes just cruising through Netflix, cruising through Amazon. I guess that's the whole point of this podcast, right? Is to cut down on that time you spend cruising through all your options. YouTube is like that but you feel satisfaction from the stuff that you watch. You watch a bunch of like 10 to 12 to 13 to 14 minute deals and you like get something out of it. Um, whereas I, searching around for stuff to watch is definitely time lost. So it's the, it's the rabbit hole and there are joys of the rabbit hole. And there are also parts where you're like, how am I this far down the rabbit hole? Why am I watching this? Like there's negative parts to the YouTube rabbit hole. I will say, I don't like content that is only 12 minutes long. I just, as a traditional old person, I like my documentaries to be about 90 minutes. I don't Uh, want them to be 12 minute episodes. Might I point you to the YouTube original boy band scandal? That's 90 minutes. Yeah, that's 90 minutes. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, we, we talked about that YouTube on this con- There's plenty of YouTube content out there that, that I like your that criteria. For sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so I got this email today at 7.50 in the morning. Hi, your subscription for Geek Squad Protection has been successfully renewed and updated. The debited amount will be reflected within the next 24 to 48 hours on your AC statement. Product information, invoice number, and some... BS serial number, product name, Geek Squad Protection, price $167.49. This comes from an email, Jennifer Vasquez, 00738 at gmail.com. You can reach us at 18.00.2.2.4. 
4754.1. Regards, the support team. So I checked all my accounts. I checked all my credit cards. I was like, and there wasn't anything there. So I just replied, what is this? So I don't think I have to do anything else. Wait. It's definitely a scam. It's some kind of scam. It seems like a phishing scheme. Who is the sender? Jennifer Vasquez. 00738 at gmail.com. I mean, it's funny because that definitely does seem like it definitely is a scam, but it that's a less suspicious email than a lot of scam emails would be, if that makes sense. Just no, like but if you if you saw the writing of this, maybe I'll take a uh, I'll screenshot it for you. If you saw the script of this as someone who gets renewal emails all the time as everyone does now there's something definitely fishy to this there's something that doesn't add up did it mention your card numbers at all no 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 no, no. which yeah it's made, totally a scam. Which made me think i was cool but what um normally a scam email is there a link in it anywhere there's not a link what i think is you can reach us at the 1-800 number i bet if i call that they're like oh you have been scammed give us your information and we'll make sure it stops that's what i'm thinking is or they'll anything? say, yeah, we just want to confirm. And, and can you read us your card number? Or like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So that's definitely a scam. So take um, that, Jennifer. I'm on to you. Send, send me a screenshot and we'll post that as the mm-hmm. first slide of the, the show uh, Instagram for the week. Okay. So you got scammed, but you're not getting charged for Geek Squad, which is probably something you don't pay for, right? No. What? Well, they just like fix, right? I, they fix computers and phones. Oh. Right. But any kind of... um tech trouble that i run into which is all the time fire up youtube sure i that's actually a really good use for youtube i have learned how to do a lot of like life things i probably should know how to do like put air in your tires that was something and i won't say how old i was but that was something that i learned from youtube so Um, should we get into the white lotus we sure can kelsey krieger texted me and said would it be weird to watch white lotus with my mom and i was like well no, except the end of this episode. The most, I don't even think, um, even with Jake Lacey, wait, Jake Lacey? His that name never. Not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even think with him and um, Alexandra Daddario, because she's been naked in a lot of stuff. And I don't even think there's nudity with them on the She's a little, she's, a, she's slightly naked in, in the second episode, I believe. Okay. Very um, slight nips. But. <laughs> Okay. So, so like minimal nips, I think I was expecting more. And this is like, I don't know if that's mean based on the roles she's had in the past. Um, but so, yeah, so there, it, it really hasn't been racy. And then we got, uh, some stuff at the end of this one that was just, I was like, you know what? End of episode four, just maybe skip that part. Um, ATM as the kids call it blank to mouth. Oh, that yeah. took me a second. Yeah. Um, okay. So ATM. that was obviously the, I don't know, um, twist at the end. It wasn't a twist, but that was the part where you're like, oh, okay. It was such end. a funny, like, it's it's actually hilarious that you bring up that little anecdote about Kelsey because I actually watched this past episode with my parents. And Wait, you watched that scene with your uh-huh. parents? And it didn't stop me from laughing out loud because I you could see that it was building up to Jake Lacey walking in on a very private situation between um, the two the two men. Sure, you knew that was coming because they were they were cross cutting between the two scenes. There right? are a number of things you could be doing. That right, that's that why I thought that's why I thought it was so fun. That's why I thought it was so laugh out loud funny. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, if they were like under the covers making out, or like two heads under a cover and they, their heads pop up and they're both naked, but the ATM <laughs> against the desk was so funny. They. They could have been making out, like you know, we we yeah, knew that been, like something been, was going on. Their, their heads could have popped up from below the desk, and they're both naked, and you know, like the same kind of point gets across, but just that. or even like someone's under yeah. the desk and someone's sitting in. Like, yeah, the yeah, desk. yeah, there, yeah. There, there There's was a million so many, ways. To, and and on cable, that's got to be the worst one, right? The uh, the the one you most don't want to watch with your parents of all the possibilities. Right. Well, uh, yes. Well, he could have been turned around. That would sure. have been worse. Can you can you do that on HBO? You can do anything, right? I guess. I I don't know. I don't think they can actually like penetration. You got to draw the <laughs> line somewhere. Okay. I'm serious. I like that's not. Yeah. No. I don't. I don't know the rules. I've never familiarized myself with um with those rules. But okay. So that was again. It was entertaining. Um. 
a small part of the episode. There weren't a ton of, uh, I, I liked this episode. I found I wanted more at the end of it, which I don't know if that says something about the final scene or not, but I was like, oh yeah, that was an enjoyable one. Um, did you like this one as well? Um, I did. I did like it. Uh, but again, the show is just so different. It's funny. I, I'm kind of like, um, taken aback by that question and I shouldn't be like, I, like, <laughs> how was I not expecting you to ask that question? Yeah. I feel like um, that's a fair question. Um, yeah, it's fine. Can, Things get moving along. I, uh, can I ask a, a, um, structure question? Is it five or six? We've talked about this. I knew the answer to this at one point. Is it five I believe or six it's episodes? Six. I believe it's six. So we're what? F- this was four. I think this was four. That'd yeah. be wild if lost if next week's the finale. I guess. So it's six. So I've I definitely it's six. read it somewhere. Yeah, it's probably six. Um, I'll ask another question and, and we get into if you liked or not from there. Do you care about who's dead? Cause I still, I don't know that we're so, like, I don't know that they're giving us any clues to who is dead, but I, it's kind of taken a back seat, and I deal, I do still care about who's dead. And I have, I very much have no idea who is dead. I definitely care who's dead. I do think that it's going to happen like burn after reading Brad Pitt style. Like it's going to be all of, you have not seen burn after reading. Maybe. No. God damn it. I'm... It's well, I just ruined it for you. It's going to be like out of nowhere. Boom. Some like character is dead and it's going to be a complete accident and no one's going to have saw it coming. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to be, it's not going to be like the friends aren't, um, Sydney Sweeney's not going to kill her friend. Like, no, it's going to be some accident and some yeah. bystander who is a care, who is a main character gets killed. Uh, which is kind of cheap, but I mean, the, this show isn't like we said a million times, it's not a whodunit. Um, I yeah, it's fine. Good to see Molly Shannon around. Um, it the Jennifer Coolidge BLM joke was was good. It was kind of cheap. Uh, because I was a news reporter who covered the Bureau of Land Management a lot, I definitely have like not thought that, but but hearing BLM for um, in like ten years ago for me meant Bureau of Land Management. So like as someone who so I understand dan where they came up with it but yeah the joke was a little i thought it was kind of lame but what whatever that's that's um, nitpicking it's funny uh, again the generational gap my parents my dad like immediate he said blm and my dad said bureau of land management i, under, I knew that's i knew the, the second first, he said it yep that's but my dad didn't even like think and this isn't any knock on my parents but like black lives matter is a secondary blm does that make sense like yeah, the, so- the first thing they think of is bureau of land management that's still the first thing when he said when the guy in the show said that i thought bureau of land management and then i knew when she started saying oh why do you what got you into that like i was like oh we're making a joke on she's not going to know what that is although again she should know what that is because of her age but she's jennifer coolidge um jennifer yeah the jennifer coolidge storyline is is boring me for sure um I guess they're setting up a heartbreak for the spa manager. Mm-hmm. She's getting her hopes up in a big way, and Jennifer Coolidge is going to let her down. It, um, Do you think Jennifer Coolidge is the one who's dead? I hope so. <laughs> the, Maybe I want Jennifer her to be. I think... is a, she's a wonderful actress. She's a very dry, comedic actress, but like, I'm over it. Um, she's I, my top dead suspect. I was cruising not to sound creepy, but I was cruising um, the Instagram of uh, Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> when you said not to sound creepy, I knew and exactly there was, what you were going to say. There was a picture of um, of like a bunch of the cast members and Molly Shannon's Instagram is real superstar. That's her. That's uh, her Instagram handle. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, Molly Shannon was fine. She, it didn't, blow me away but it was a fun little guest spot i'm sure if you're a celebrity i would have loved to be on the show because they just flew to hawaii during full-blown quarantine this hotel was closed like well, the again, hotel it, was they were the only people in the hotel and look there's steve zahn and connie Britton, um but those are the two biggest names jennifer coolidge 
Daddario, I guess. But again, these are all like, no disrespect, B-list actors who had an open schedule and could just fly to Hawaii on a, on a whim. Sydney Sweeney is like A-list bound, but because okay, okay, you don't okay. engage, you only engage with Gen Z in certain ways. I, but I have a hard still, time saying right. she's B-list. She's a okay. You understand? Star. You understand my point. There's they not the normal, they were available. There's not the normal star power of Kate Winslet and Guy Pierce in this movie. Sure. In this, in this series. Sure. Um. Anywho, yeah, no, it was fine. Like nothing really developed. Jake Lacey's still an asshole. Tadario still unsure about uh, her commitment. Um, Steve Zahn is still going through like an existential crisis. Uh, Connie Britton is still like r- r- representing the generation ahead of us for, for better or worse and kind of um, her defending uh, <laughs> white, uh, young white, white young men young is white hilarious men, yeah. and so good. It's so well-written because Connie Britton in real life, do you know, has like three adopted black kids? I don't think I, yeah. are you thinking of, is she the actress in the blind side? Oh no. Am I confusing her with someone else? That's Sandra Bullock. Dang it. Yeah. Oh. Very big difference. Uh, Friday, by the way, Friday Night Lights just went to Netflix for the first time ever, I think. Like this week. I can't believe you defend you got offended by me calling Sydney Sweeney a B-list actress. Like I, that was your hang up and <laughs> not Connie Britton. I don't. If I was Connie Britton, I'd be offended that you think Sydney Sweeney's yeah, she's, higher on the call sheet than than Connie. But I think you mentioned her when you said there is Sydney or uh, Connie and Steve Zahn, right? I said no disrespect to them, but they're B-list actors. No. You know, they're not headlining anything. Or there wasn't, there wouldn't be. Connie's a headliner. If this okay, but the, if this was a show that a year out they put a name on it to get you excited, Connie Britton's not the name. Steve's on. There's no, there's no one that there is no name that gets you excited. I just think back to Nashville when it was Connie Britton and Hayden Panettiere, and it was a very different time in the world um probably 10 years ago maybe more actually um but connie was very much a headliner for a major abc show right tv's changed yeah now it's kate winslet you know well yeah because movie stars point. do tv now and so my point is the, okay we're not we're not we're arguing just to argue because my point is like all these actors could fly to hawaii on a moment's notice because they didn't have any anything going or any commitments i would also just the only thing I would add to that is I, I agree with what you're saying. I do think this was probably filmed at a time when like no one was working because no one knew. I don't think you were allowed to film in LA. Like it was such yeah. a strange time of the world. But don't you think you, I can't imagine that these actors were exactly who Mike White was thinking of when he was putting, maybe Jennifer Coolidge. Cause that's like his best buddy, I guess. But you know what I mean? When he's writing this, he's probably thinking, upper echelon or higher echelon actors i should say yeah i don't know did he write this pre-corona and and this was something he just had in his yeah they they i think from what i understand they an hbo exec literally called him and said do you have anything in the shelf that we could shoot like tomorrow and he was like i've got something it seems like he wrote jennifer coolidge's character with her in mind because it's very um, that, on, that's on the, right that's the only character i could think he thought boom i know who my actress yeah. for this one is because i can i can imagine anyone else doing that character i will say not to bring everything back to sydney sweeney her and um i wish i knew her friend's name sorry the actress um paula. i wish i knew the actress's name i don't know her i don't know the actress who plays paula um they i think are like perfect fits i'm sure again he didn't write that for her but they are they embody that hot, scary teen role very well. Yeah, but it's that age too, where you're like 21, 22, and you think you know so much, and you're you don't know shit. Like they're they're definitely lacking real life experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, but don't you think they're kind of perfect in those roles? Oh yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. I, they they just graduated, or they're like going into their senior year of college, and they just think they they're so much better than their parents. Good stuff, but just like. They didn't really move the ball forward very far in this episode. Yeah, I just don't know where the end zone is. Like, I don't know what we're trying to get to with the show. Again, we're going to find out who's dead. Is I guess there's just more chaos to come. Like, the ending is just, like, utter chaos. And then everyone gets on a plane and goes back home. That might be it. I don't know where the ball's going. The last, yeah, like, the climax might be 20 minutes of chaos. Like, a comedy of theirs. Like, one thing leading into another. And, like... 
tying up all like loose ends of I mean there's not even like any loose ends to tie up um though I think one character who's going through like real significant growth is the son because he's forced not to have an iPad he's forced not to have a phone and he's obviously showing interest in like the kayaking dudes um and so it's a it canoe would, canoe and canoe. I've been in that canoe great it would be really um I think it would be really sad if he died because oh, he's, God, I, I think he's the only one that has like a really, it appears like redeemable arc. Dario's not really having an arc. She's just kind of having a realization. She's, um, I mean, her story ends with her breaking up with the dude. I right? would hope That's, so. I certainly would hope so. They fly I think back they, separately. Or maybe a better ending would be her just like conceding, giving up her career and saying like, yeah, I'm just married to a rich family now. Like that would be an interesting ending. But we know she's were, not, she, she could have been in the airport, but we know she's not in the getting like we know she's not with him at the airport. She could be in the bathroom. I wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're no, sure, 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 sure. Um okay, so we like it. I again it's for me, it's just an enjoyable watch. It's not something that um is the best thing I've ever seen, but I'm enjoying watching it every week. It's nice to have a good Sunday show, is um just how I've always felt about this anything else before we go to other wrecks i've got two how many do you have i got two cool do you want to go first i will have i done mosquito coast yet no the apple show with just no. throw no. oh it's good it's solid so it's based on a novel written by justin throw's uncle and justin throw is just awesome in this uh he's charming He's nice. He's easy on the eyes for men and women. I'm comfortable enough to say that. Uh, very short guy, though, isn't he? Isn't he like 5'4"? I don't know the exact height. You know he was with Jennifer Aniston for a while, so that would yeah. make sense. Can yeah. I tell you one? Is she really Aniston? short? Is she really short? I think she's probably like 5'3". Um, we, can, we can hit up the old Google. Um, I read on the internet today that Jennifer Aniston eats one potato chip when she's stressed. Please continue. When she's stressed? I don't know. I just read a headline that said Jennifer Aniston says she eats one potato chip when she's stressed. What kind of chip you thinking? She said, well, she said potato. I didn't click to read the story. It might've explained what brand you got to go ruffle. Yeah. I don't ruffles are so good. My, I would never buy them and keep them in my house because I um, don't have self-control, but my parents buy them and it is just a danger zone for me. And I definitely don't eat one. I'll tell you that much. Um, Sorry, you got to go ruffle because of the um, more bang for your buck, obviously. The surface area on ruffles is so big. But like if you pulled out, if you stretched out a ruffle, you're looking at double the potato chip right there. You know what I mean? Anywho, um, no, the the setting is this um, this family who's very much living off the grid. Justin Throw and honestly the star of the show is I looked up her name because I didn't I wanted to have it right Melissa George if you googled her you'd recognize oh, her she was you know? an alias a hundred years ago yeah she's very she's awesome in this um, she's Justin Throw's wife they have two kids they're living off the grid both the kids are homeschooled like cell phones aren't allowed in the house and you really don't understand why until um, the NSA comes after him. And so the family is like hightailing it out of Stockton, California is where it's set. And, you know, clearly all you want to know is what he did wrong, why the NSA is after him. But that's like part of the shtick of the show is that he never says. And every time he's about to like disclose, because his kids don't know. And they're constantly asking his kids are like teenagers, the kids are like going along with it. They've been prepped. Like sometime we may have to be on the run. And every time, He's like about to tell them something happens. Um, they deal with the Mexican cartel. They're running away from um, vigilante border volunteer border patrolmen. You know what I mean? Because they're mm -hmm. crossing the border in the opposite direction. Um, it's fine. It's suspenseful. It is like it's it's a little formulaic. And there is like a little too much expose. I do think it's kind of clever that they never tell you. So you are 
um, the 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 kids are kind of your avatar, like in terms of you're on the run, but you don't know why. But you you Justin throws crazy smart. Like that's they they show that off in the first like 25 minutes of the show. He's very very smart. He's very resourceful. He knows his stuff. So the kids very, trust him. But you still like rightfully so. They're constantly questioning why they're doing what they're doing. Um, there's a lot of like. Like the kids literally have the question. Uh, they're sitting down talking. He's like, "Dad's so smart. If he's this smart, why are we so poor? You ever wonder?" It's like it's a little too on the nose sometimes. Um, I imagine. I think there's going to be a season two. I imagine that there's going to, they're going to reveal exactly what he did that makes the uh, American government so pissed off at him and wanting to collect him. But um, yeah, I'm like six or seven episodes in, and it's fine. It's good. I'd give it a three. So it's one season currently. Is the whole thing already out? Because obviously Apple TV does week to week with a lot of their shows. So is the entire season? It's out now. Yeah, it's been out. It's been out. Okay, it's available. All right. Uh, and it looks like Mosquito Coast two will happen. So also Justin throws five foot nine. Are you surprised by that? That's high. I bet he's five seven. Yeah, he's listed at five nine. I should say Jennifer Anderson is five five, which is also taller than I thought. Probably five three. I feel like female actresses, there's no reason to make your height, to lie about your height up, right? Did you know Chastain's really short? No, like what's really short for an actress? Jessica Chastain. I'm trying to picture her in relation to like, no, I don't. I, I didn't know that. I feel like a lot of actors and actresses are short. Like Tom Cruise is like 5'7", right? It says here that she's 5'4", but... Google Tom, Google Tom Cruise height. Thank you for it's coming a, to our podcast about five seven nights. Jastain, though, I follow her on Instagram because I love her very much, and she's always like making jokes about how short she is, and she like has picture like her Instagram story. She's like with her assistants and stuff, and she is like noticeably short. Well, you said she's five three, five four. It says five four on Google. Five four, like Simone Biles is four foot eight. We were talking about heights recently, and I said. I thought Simone Biles was 4'10". She's 4'8". But anyway, I feel like 5'4", unless that's a lie, is really not that short. That is, tell, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm telling you. If you follow her Instagram, short. give it a couple of weeks, and you'll see on her story, you'll be like, oh, yeah, she is kind of short. I don't have strong enough feelings in one way or another like to follow Jessica Chastain. No knocks on Jessica. I just um, I won't be following her anytime soon. You said Tom Cruise is listed at 5'7"? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this has been the Celebrity Heights portion of the podcast. Um, you know, get at us and let us know if there's any other celebrities you would like to Google, you would like us to Google for you. Uh, anything else? There's, in a, this? there's a podcast out that's pretty good that is literally, it's like five parts and it's all about trying to find out how tall, um, who am I thinking? J- uh, Brokeback Mountain. Jake Gyllenhaal? It's all about finding out how tall Jake Gyllenhaal is. That it's, is easily cool. decipherable from one photo with Taylor Swift when it's they're cool. walking it's, on the street in New York. Right, but okay, trust me on this. The podcast is very good. It's it's, it's very interesting. I'm sure it's a well-done podcast, but Taylor's 5'11 or 5'10, and then you just look at what shoes she's wearing and what how he looks in comparison to her. It seems very easy. Well, then don't listen to the podcast. I don't know what to tell you. Probably won't be. Um, yeah, three stars for me. Cool. I'm going highbrow and lowbrow. I will save the lowbrow one for later. I am, well, I don't know if it's like super highbrow, but Pursuit of Love on Amazon was not something I had really heard about. It was served to me in an ad and I it just dropped. Um, were you a newsroom watcher? Yeah, I like newsroom. Is her name Mackenzie McHale? Does that sound right? She's yeah. like the main woman in it, like the, um, I think she's a producer. I don't know. Anyway. Emily Mortimer. Correct. Emily Mortimer. So it's her, she's in it. I got um, Emily Mortimer, but I couldn't get Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's um, classic. The human brain is a funny thing. So she is in it, um, Emily Mortimer. I believe she also directed it and wrote it. She might not be full auteur, but basically this is her show. It is based in 
pre-World War II. When was World War I? In 14 to 18. Okay. So it's pre-World War II um, in London-ish. It's not fully London, but it's um, somewhere in the UK. And it is two friends growing up, two like young girls growing up. Um, and you see them when they're like teenagers. And then you see, you follow them throughout their lives. Um, and as we go on, we get closer and closer to the war. It is like Bridgerton, but it's way more frenetic. And it's not really so much centered on one love story, like the true love stories, the two girls friendship, like whatever, that kind of thing. But it is really sweet. I really enjoyed watching it. It didn't blow me away. I'm going three and a half stars. Shocker. Why? That you're giving something three and a half stars. I don't think I've given three and a half stars to any more shows than you have. I gave three point. Oh, that is such a lie. I gave three point two five last week. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually don't think there are a couple of episodes. A couple of episodes ago, you were literally like, "Oh, I need to stop giving shows three point five ratings. I do it too much." That is a direct quote. Um, I there are receipts to this, so I can <laughs> I can go through. I didn't give anything three and a half stars last week because you're like conscious of how often you do it. I think. I gave Simone versus herself three and a half stars. And I actually think I gave physical three and a half stars. So I've given two shows ever. And then, and then you were so, um, cruel summer. I've given three shows in our time, <laughs> three and a half stars because it is, that's a, like, that's a, it's a B plus. That's exactly what the show is. It's a B plus. If you were taking a test, it's an 80, I mean, technically an 88% would it be, I think in my high school, but um, it's a, it's a B plus. It's a very good show. I, it's three episodes. So it's a three episode miniseries. Um, and I don't know if that wasn't enough time for me to become just fully obsessed. Like it's not four stars for me. I don't think it will be for most people, but it's a very, like I didn't, this show was just a fun surprise. I didn't know what was happening and it came into my life and I enjoyed it. And it was three and a half stars. I could go three stars, but that's not fair because it was better than that. So there's, I watch a lot of shows that are B pluses, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's more of my selection and not my rating system. Um, what's your next one? Um, uh, 100 foot wave on HBO. I've yet to watch the um, Obama doc, but it's, on the, it's on the agenda. It's on the TD list. Um, you ever get an angle of your teeth on Zoom and like you're really disgusted with your teeth? Oh God. Um, yeah, no, hundred foot wave. If you're on HBO Max, uh, you've seen or you know before you fire up any kind of deal on HBO Max, they've been pushing this one. It's um uh, <clears throat> about this dude that literally started big wave surfing uh, like thirty years ago. Um came up with the practice of towing people out to big, big waves on jet skis and stuff. Um, so I didn't realize like in our lifetime, big, like this was a sport that has developed. So that's interesting. Unfortunately, the main character is not very interesting. He's probably early to mid fifties and he looks great because he's a surfer and spends, you know, like eight hours a day in salt water. So he like looks really good. Sun exposure is actually bad for your aging. Oh, okay. Okay. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? In terms of like surfers looking good well into their, yeah, yeah he looks great. Um, his personality is like not so great. Um, so he, he's at, at the center of the documentary. He doesn't have, uh, the weight to him that this, this docu series needs. A couple of the peripheral characters are good. Um, yeah, the whole thing is he's trying to ride a hundred foot wave. And so, uh, you know, Mavericks off the coast of, um, just South of Santa Cruz is always a popular spot. North shore, uh, Oahu has big time waves, but he discovers like the ultimate wave spot, um, off the coast of Portugal. And it's about how he attracts other thrill seekers. there, crazy people who, uh, want to give it a go. Um, yeah, I'll give it a two. 
I'll give it a two. If you want to hang out with surfer bros and talk about the dangers of surfing, that's that's great. But there was um, do you remember a couple of years ago, the Kelly Slater documentary came out? Yeah, it was HBO as well, wasn't it? Bill Simmons. It must have been like the surfer uh, generation. Something generation. Something um, generation. That was really good. That was excellent. That was very good. Um, that's kind of the story of how these friends that grew Mom- up momentum, momentum generation. Yeah. How these friends grew up in Hawaii, I think, and this like group of like three or four or five friends like dominated surfing for a, a generation. Um, like took down the Australians who had been dominating professional surfing for, for years and years. That was a great storyline. The characters in that were so much better than this. And so I kind of kept comparing this to momentum generation. It's not momentum generation. It's there's big waves and there's, I'm sure we're close to people dying in this docuseries. We're just not there yet. And that'll be sad. Oh, but, people are like, people uh, it's actually- like, it's like four or five episodes. We're only three in. There's a Netflix documentary about the specific spot in Portugal you're talking about. I have no recollection of what it's called, but um, it was a good episode of something I watched. I just don't remember, but it's about the big wave spot in Portugal. Um, And people like sit on a cliff and watch and it looks gorgeous. A lighthouse. Yeah. They only discovered it like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it doesn't look appealing to me. They got to be in wetsuits. You know, they like sign away their life every time they go out there. Surfing big waves in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that does not seem fun to me. I'm not scared of heights, but I am scared of dying. Um, but the Portugal spot seems awesome. Um, yeah, maybe be, I the, they surf it in the winter because the waves are higher in the winter and there's no tourists they have to deal with, I guess. So <laughs> that does not look fun. Winters in Portugal look like winters in Northern California, like not great. Cool. Uh, you gave it two stars. I gave it two stars. Um, switching back to mine. Oh, you're good on that one. That was your second one, right? So my last one is quick, but I should have looked at my notes for Pursuit of Love because there were some major things that I didn't mention. One is which, uh, one of which is that the best character in it is Hot Priest from Fleabag. And he his character could have his own show. He's great. Pure entertainment, laughs. Just 10 out of 10, Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott? I don't know. Hot Priest? Andrew Andrew Scott is Hot Priest, right? I I think so. Adam Scott's the golfer. So. And the guy on Party Done. Yes. Also, uh, okay, now my brain is broken, but Hot Priest, great. The other thing is you watch The Affair. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you hear during COVID when Dominic West, the star of the affair, had a literal affair. Yes, I did. And it was very um, cliche. Wasn't it an assistant or a nanny? No, no, it's worse. It was during the filming of this show. I think they were caught in Paris. So I don't know where this show filmed. He had the affair with the woman who plays his daughter in the show. Oh my God, is that? I must have missed that. I don't know if it came out that, like, I don't know that we knew their characters when the affair came out. Like when when news of his affair came out, I don't know. All people knew is that they were filming something together. Um, her name is Lily James. She's in that new um, Pam Anderson biopic. So she's going to like blow up, but um I will say, I will say a couple of things on the affair. First two seasons, excellent show. Original, very well done. The way they tell the story from different perspectives. It won best drama series and beat like heavy hitters like um, Handmaid's Tale and Game of Thrones. And I remember thinking like, what the hell is it? Maybe I should check it out. And it's very, very good. From season three on, dog doo-doo. We've they said need to that. wrap that show up. That show we've, sucks. We've said that before on the show, and I know that we did because my sister was like, I started watching The Affair and now I can't stop. And she watched all and I said, I was said, we told you to stop after the first two seasons, and she kept going and she finished the entire thing. So we have talked about that on the show before. It, it it's great, and then it's just season one and two are so great, and the rest of them are so bad. Um, and they get worse as they go. 
I think it's five is the final it might be six it was was actually painful to watch um but anyway so <laughs> the irony of this show is Lily James in the pursuit of love with Dominic West also plays a mistress so it's her dad and at one point she's cheating on her husband she then cheats as with some whatever and he says the line an adulterous woman is the single most disgusting thing there is and like this is while they're having an affair on the outside and again it's his daughter in the show we knew there was an age difference but the actual characters just really got to me i was okay a little mind blown lily james hold the phone he's 31 and he's 50 if you're googling ages but i don't think she's in the affair my friend no 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 in in the pursuit of love oh god 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 okay okay i thought you i thought you were talking about daughter from the affair i was gonna say that actress that actress is terrible and that is sickening that's the act 31 she's 32 now yeah the i mean it was a 20 year age difference whatever but just so again we found no 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 no. his daughter um that's the star of um girlfriend experience i've talked about that show on here too of the new season it's not good don't watch it um no lily james is his daughter in the pursuit of love so okay that's fine they're going to work in their filming scenes as dad and daughter and then they're going home and having an affair and then he did that funny thing where i mean it's not funny i guess he had to walk out of his apartment I think it was in New York and he with his wife and he like they like kissed with all the um paparazzi standing there and he was like we're still together and yeah. in love and then they walked back inside it was horrifically awkward and made so much more awkward when I turned the show on and I was like she plays his daughter that was a left turn I just wasn't ready for she's um in baby driver she's excellent she's like in three scenes in baby driver but baby driver is a great movie I know her more for like current stuff. I don't know that I really knew when it came out, Dominic West is having an affair with Lily James. Like, I don't know that I really knew um, her from a bunch of stuff in the past, but like I said, she has a lot. She has this and she's really good in it. And then she has um, the upcoming Pam Anderson thing that um, is going to be big, I'm sure. So that was <laughs> the thing um, from Pursuit of Love that I couldn't not say. Um, my last wreck is... F Boy Island is on HBO Max. There's three episodes out. They're going to drop it week to week from here, I guess. I don't know the format. It is a reality show from the producer of Bachelor in Paradise. So it's exactly of that vein. The setup of the show is that there's three women dating the group of 24 men. So it's like Bachelor, but instead of one, there's three dating 24 and it's 12 nice guys and 12 F boys. And the girls have to figure out which one is which. And at the end, if they pick a nice guy, then they get to go off and date them. And if they pick the F boy, the F boy gets $100,000. Yep. Let me tell you something. <laughs> All 24 guys are there not for love. Like that's to, to think that 12 dudes are signing up for this show, not to get some kind of cloud out of it. Come on. It's the difference is, which is funny because like ultimately the F boy could take the hundred K and they could get each other's numbers and date back in real life. Yeah. There's no incentive for a guy to show up and be like, Nope, I'm not in this for money. I'm not in this for clout. I'm in this because I will find my wife on the HBO show. F boy. They're not necessarily saying they're not in it for clout because the girls are also there for clout. All of everyone involved is is in there for clout. Like the difference (laughs) is the difference is just that like the F boys are like hot twenty five year olds who truly like will not be in a relationship in the next ten years. And there are some of the nice guys. I actually feel bad. Like they got axed pretty quickly because they you know they send people home. And what happens is when they send them home, they have to, the guys have to then reveal because the girls don't know who, which is which. So when they send them home, the guys then say, I'm an F boy or I'm a nice guy. Like the reveal happens when they get sent home. And some of the nice guys, like these, the girls are gorgeous. I don't know who did the casting, but the, the nice guy would 1000% try to date this hot girl in real life if they could like some of the nice guys some of the f boys are like definitely wouldn't it's no one is getting married from this show (laughs) yeah no but but i'm hesitant to say any of the guys are nice guys they come off well on the 15 minutes you saw them on an hbo show 
I just mean the girls are above them in terms of like out of their league. Some of the nice guys, the girls, I even some of the F boys, like these girls are like out of these dudes league regardless. Um, so they should just know what they have and take advantage of it. But so it's a, it's 2.5 stars. Um, I would have maybe given it two, but there are just, it fully serves the purpose of what it, like it knows what it is. It's, it's entertaining. Um, when, when they get sent home, they actually don't go home. I don't know for COVID reasons or why, what's some um, survivor does the Island thing where they send them to a different Island. Do you know that format of survivor? Nope. Survive. Okay. It's not exile Island. Cause that's a different thing. Anyway. So instead of sending these people fully home, they send the F boys to something called limbro. So it's limbo, but bro. And then the nice guys go to, I don't know what they call it. Um, but they get like to live in a mansion on this, um, uh, they're in Cayman islands. And so the nice guys at least get like a benefit from it. And then the limbro people live on a beach in a hut. Um, and it's just, they probably go home and sleep inside somewhere. I bet they sleep in like hotel rooms, but the scenes of them like in their survivor gear on the beach is actually entertaining. Like, again, this show fully knows what it is and it entertained me. It is dumb. And so it's a 2.5, but I will watch it every week and I will be entertained. Um, it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. And I, I think you should give it less than a 2.5 then. I think you're giving it to I was I was at two and then Limbro was the plot twist to the end of the first episode and I laughed out loud like it was funny because you don't really know and the other thing too is there's like drama with a guy so they sent this guy home and he goes they say reveal were you a nice guy or an f-boy and he goes he's French and he in his accent he goes I'm a nice guy and the host Nikki Glazer is amazing she's legit hilarious we've talked about other female stand-ups she's like not my favorite stand-up, but she's so, so, so good as the host of this. And she like does like the ear touch and she's like, no, the producers are telling me you are an F-boy. Like you came here as an F-boy. He's just deciding to like lie when push comes to shove. And so they like call him out for it. So there's like drama with that because it's like, what do we do? Like this guy's lying. Um, but she's like, obviously we have all the clips of you saying you're an F-boy. Like, what did you think was going to happen? And so there's just like funny things where if you're watching like The Bachelor or a show like this, like that stuff doesn't really happen. Um, there's just funny moments. And again, like Limbro, <laughs> it's so dumb, but the guys like fully embrace it and have a good time with it. And it's like actually funny. So it's 2.5. Again, I know I'm watching a dumb reality show, but it makes me happy. So it gets 2.5. Uh, I think that's it again, Nikki Glazer, phenomenal, um, phenomenal TV host, TV hosting is hard and she is legit funny and like quick witted cannot underrate the importance of quick wit in that scene or in that setting. Um, that is all I have for the week. I don't really know what's coming up. What's coming up for you. Um, I'm definitely going to watch the, uh, Obama thing either tonight or soon. Um, I'm just looking up. I'm pretty sure Nikki Glazer has been sober for. She has. Yeah, she's been sober for like five years. Good for her. Yep. She has. Oh, uh, no. Um, she's been, excuse me. She's been sober for like a decade. She talks about it in her, I think her most recent stand up that I saw was one, a Netflix special, probably like three years ago. And she seemed like she's been sober for a while. Like she talks a lot about it. Um, she's very funny. I just, as like, She's not my favorite stand-up, but she is probably my favorite reality TV show host from the three episodes I've seen. She was that good. She really was that good. Oh. That reality TV. Wait, like Jeff never Probst? never hyperbolic. Jeff Probst? Who else would my favorite reality host be? Who's your favorite reality Chris, host? Chris, I don't know, Chris. I don't watch reality TV. Do you know that Chris, he's not? Do you know Chris that he's Hansen? not? Chris yeah, Harrison. I know, that he, I know that he's not. Chris Harrison or Chris Hansen? Chris Hansen. Catch a predator, baby. Didn't he get canceled too? Chris Harrison did. Um, yeah, but Chris Harrison, Chris Harrison got the most golden of golden parachutes when it comes to. Yeah. Was it 50 million or 10 million? It was 10 million. Uh, It was 10 million. I think it was, I, I know that it was, are you sure? It was, so the first thing that came out was it's mid eight figures. So everyone said 50 million. And then I think it came out that it was 10 million. Yeah. For those who don't know, um, 
Chris Harrison got slowly canceled. He was like suspended at first and then fully canceled for like defending a white chick versus a black chick kind of thing. Like, should the, I like, be explaining this? No, 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 no. What happened was the she had gone to one of those uh, pageants in the South that like excludes black people, Close. right? So you're thinking of Ellie Kemper's pageant. Um, no, 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 no. I'm still thinking of Rachel thinking from the Bachelor. Okay. So Rachel, she went to, she won like some. She went for her sorority. She went to an old South party. Yeah. I wasn't thinking Ellie Kemper. Well, Ellie Kemper won a pageant that's for, um, that's run by the KKK. <laughs> so that one's worse. Um, Rachel from the Bachelor who won the most recent season of The Bachelor, um, went to an Old South party, and she just had not a clue about any reason why that could ever be bad. And um, when Rachel Lindsay, it's confusing because they're both named Rachel, but the host, um, she works for Extra, and she had previously been a Bachelorette, and she asked Chris Harrison about it, and he just, I mean, defend again, like, his answer was awful. And Rachel Lindsay, the host, like, kept giving him room to stop screwing up and he just kept screwing up and it was really bad and he just like it took him a long time you said he got slowly canceled like it took him a long time to admit that what he did wasn't right and just to like stop talking um so yeah it whatever well, he shout out chris harrison because when they did let him go or when they were trying to like edge him out uh he said fine i'm going to some book publisher and I'm telling a tell all novel and H ABC was like, okay, here's an NDA and 10 million bucks. Yep. So good for Chris. Everyone works. Everyone wins. Just to inform the listeners, Jack has put on his backpack. He is preparing to leave. So we will say goodbye. We will find good stuff to watch this week and we will see you next week. Bye.